Welcome to a very special extra. Man, do you remember when we used to play this song for way too long? It's so long. It is really long. And then the other egregious thing we'd do is we'd play the music for like a full minute and a half under us while we did the the show. It's a slow fade out. Yeah. Well, we actually just were sitting down to put together another fantastic episode of the Unplugged program. You know, it comes out every week. I did a little behind the scenes on the Chris Lastcast recently. And then uh, I think it got in the back of my head that maybe we should do a full-blown, legit extra on this. And so while we were show prepping, we thought, well, let's talk about what goes into a show. We're here doing it right now. Let's sit down and record this. And we thought, wouldn't it be fun to kind of look back? Because Linux Unplugged was launched on August 12, 2013. It's like seven years ago. Seven years. And a lot has changed in actually what the show looks like and sounds like. Seven years on the internet might as well be 30. It was a different internet back in it 2013. Was. It was. It was It was a very different Linux Unplugged. See, Linux Unplugged started as a concept to relieve a problem I had in Linux Action Show, and that was too much damn email. And I felt really guilty that I wasn't getting to all of the emails coming into the big show. And so I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll create a podcast where... I read emails. It was it was a rough concept, but you know uh, Matt Hartley was down to clown on this uh, idea, and so we jumped on Mike. We launched with our virtual lug on Hangouts. The audio quality was atrocious. Hangouts? Wow, I'm glad I missed this episode. All right, this is embarrassing, but I'm gonna play this for you. Okay, this is gonna this is gonna be hurt. This is gonna hurt me uh, because I, I sound like I'm on helium and I'm going a million miles per hour. So it's re- it's really tough. You for are me just to listen young to. and excited about Linux. Hangouts so far were a little hit and miss, but we'll bring the we'll bring in the panel that we have assembled later in the show as we get going. Uh, but first, I want to just take a minute and uh, talk about the new show. We don't plan to do this too often, but it's kind of an opportunity to talk about ourselves a little bit. Matt and I were uh, kind of brainstorming on a couple of problems that the Linux Action Show has faced, and one has been. Uh, that we just have this torrential amount of feedback that we generate every single week from every single show. Uh, and ideas sometimes on how to do something differently than how we talked about it in the show. Whoa, bro. Slow down. I don't even know. And ideas that we thought, I can't even do it now. And ideas we had talked about to do it in another show. Like, I, it's like, I can't even. I mean, you were streaming it live after all. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be, gotta be on your game when you're live. Or maybe you were nervous. We were on it. Google Plus Hangouts. Big audience. It's, it's, hey, did you actually know that maybe that's not the best way to do it or anything like that, right? Exactly. And trying to find a way to present that in a way that wasn't going to just absolutely become a time suck. <laughs> right. Yeah, because it would drag down the whole show. Exactly. And I had I had threatened for like a long time. I was like, one of these days, man, I'm going to make a feedback show and all they're going to talk about is feedback. Even my old man. Yeah, that's gotten a lot better. That sounds like my old man's way better now. Wes. Much older. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's so sad about it is we don't even have to do like some sort of musical transition between old clips and new clips because it's so patently obvious which one is young Chris and which one's old Chris. Oh, yeah. And this is 100 episodes before you join the show, so it was Matt and I just riffing. That's kind of what we're doing, although that's not the show in in, in its entirety. That's only going to be a component of this show. Uh, you know, I mean, the feedback, I think, is going to generate a lot of good discussion and a lot of ideas, but I'm hoping uh, that this show is um, even more of an opportunity to kind of get down into... Uh, some episodes I want to just like totally just dig into a topic and we're just going to only talk about really just that. And, you know, maybe we'll just spend an hour discussing something, just really go deep. Sometimes I want to, I want to just be all over the board and just talk about uh, topics that have come up throughout the week, things that people want to bring up, uh, you know, do panel discussions, mm-hmm. kind of like we're going to try in this episode. 
that kind of has bared out to a degree or another. In some ways, that's the core of the show. It's funny because the arc of the show, which we'll talk about in a moment, didn't actually go that way. It's funny to me have me say that in episode one, the show ends up not going in that direction. But now here we are. I think we just we're recording 341 or 342. 343. And we're now more closer to what I'm talking about here than we were 100, 200 episodes ago. That's weird. Some ideas uh, take a long time. I'm real slow, Wes. I'm a, I'm a slow approach, you know? You know, I don't win the race, but uh, I get there eventually. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, uh, there's no excuse for it other than I think, well, actually, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. There's a couple of things that came up that sort of affected the show's evolution, but let's go back to that first episode. I'm pretty excited about the prospect of it. I think it's going to be interesting to see how this comes to fruition, which direction we end up taking it, and really where the uh, chat room guides us to. Yeah, and, and and what from this will kind of surface up into the big show and make mm-hmm. that an even better show. And right. uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But uh, I wanted to start, I thought, with uh, the most classiest way, um, and that would be me complaining. <laughs> what do you think, Matt? <laughs> always, always a classy, a classy approach. Right. Like whenever you want to impress people with a new show, the first thing you want to do is try to offend a good subset of your potential listeners. I, that's <laughs> Podcaster 101. Everybody knows that. I don't know why more oh, shows yeah. don't do this. It's glad, I'm glad I nailed the essentials even back then. Uh, yeah, that's a policy we follow today. <laughs> do you know what I was upset about? Do you have a Ooh, guess? Um, it's a classic LUP topic. System D? No, because there was no System D then. But this is pre... Oh, it's 2013, yeah. right? Yeah. It, it, I'll give you a hint. It has to do with a reoccurring problem back then in a desktop environment. This Wi-Fi? It wasn't quite... Wi-Fi wasn't quite so bad in 2013, but audio, particularly under Plasma, oh. was a real problem back then. And so I was, I was about to get in a good old... Too much choice is causing. You this. would never complain about desktop Linux. No, no, it was a, it was one of those. This problem ultimately comes down to too much choice, and we rely on that. I mean, it was a decent early rough rant. You were you were still kind of honing the soapbox. Oh man, the Hangout Audio Two was so bad. I'm so much so much happier with Mumble. It was just, and we had, um, in the pre-show, we had randos stop by that they were just like browsing Google plus windows users who were like, what you bunch of Linux geeks. We had weird drive-bys. Are you saying maybe we should start streaming on uh, hangouts again? Well, yeah, I mean, definitely seems obvious. Let's get Google plus back up. There was also, I'm surprised. Um, we had ads in the very first episode, which from like a getting my business together standpoint, Impressive. Yeah, in 2013, the business was enough together that I launched a show with ads. But the ad itself, you're not going to believe it. Oh, I'm excited. But look, here's something else that I worry about. And our next sponsor is going to help you solve a problem that is becoming more and more of a concern for a lot of us with a lot of the recent NSA revelations going on. Pro XPN. A VPN provider <laughs> in 2013. Way ahead of the way trend. ahead. But get, but listen to this read. They are what I think is becoming one of the up and coming premier VPN solution providers. They got all types of VPNs. Great VPNs. The best VPNs. Great <laughs> VPNs. This is way ahead of the curve. I was shilling VPNs, Trump style, before it was cool. It's got all the VPNs, the greatest VPNs, the best encryption. Do you still have your pro XPN account? <laughs> I don't think so. OpenVPN, which obviously I'm a huge fan of. Huge fan of OpenVPN. Huge of, fan. Of course. Uh, so if you haven't thought about why you might want a VPN, obviously the first is to kind of protect your identity online. And the other would be to keep what you're doing private. It's funny because I just recently in one of our team meetings was like, 
when we're, we were considering doing a piece on VPNs, and I was like, I want us to discuss the fact that fear-mongering is being used to sell these VPNs, and the VPNs add consolidation of traffic, which we should definitely look at as another potential security vulnerability. And then here I am, in episode one, doing a VPN. I remember how this came about. It was a new partner we were trying that got an ad slot for me. It was like a one- or two-time deal. And we were just testing it. And now listening back to him, I'm like, oh, man, I'm so glad we didn't stick with this. Because you like, you don't remember me doing this, right? This is what no, not at all. tried and stopped doing it. Even though you might be VPNing to somewhere else, it might eventually get uh, monitored. It's at least one step removed. Oh, I guess I was at least... Up- wow. Old Chris also worried about... Listen, yeah. this might not be that effective, but if you think you want a VPN, buy this one. I got to give myself credit for at least addressing... Yeah. The tra- since that is a legit... I just raised that. I, I forgot. I, I Wow. I'm proud of myself right Sharp there. guy. <laughs> I at least said, hey, you are centralizing your traffic. To put yourself physically in another location. So maybe if you need to be over across the pond, either side of that pond, ProXPN can help you do that. And we've got a great deal for ProXPN. When you go to ProXPN.com and you decide to buy, you can take 20% off the lifetime of your purchase. And, I, you know, I think their base rate's only like 7 bucks a month. It's, it's super crazy cheap. cheap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Solid contribution there Thanks, by Matt, Matt. Harley. <laughs> um, I like, I just, I think it's so funny that, that there's so many VPN ads and they're basically using those same, be more secure online, watch content that's not in your region. It's, it's great. So there I was. Um, but I, I obviously had a lot to learn and LUP took a lot of experimental trajectories. One of them was bringing in a live chat, which you would think would be ridiculous. Live audio open to the internet. Honestly, I'd shoot that idea down today. <laughs> and so there was a lot of experimentation in format, including trying to create and cultivate a show that felt really low key. And this is this, these are people that love Linux and we're just hanging out. And part of that was the realization that we should probably have a little bit of a pre-show, a warm-up, get a conversation going with folks. And we were digging through the archive, and we found one more clip that I think is the most embarrassing clip of them all, worse than the ad. In episode 67, I don't know what was wrong with us, but we had a five-plus-minute pre-show where we were rambling on about something that I actually couldn't tell you what we were talking about. Obviously highly relevant to Linux Unplugged. Started with zero context, and listening back, I'm like, I have no idea what we're talking about. I don't want to listen to this. And and then it goes on for five minutes. I still don't grok the context. And then, then the real tragedy happens. My worst introduction in Linux Unplugged history. Welcome to Linux Unplugged, your weekly Linux talk show that's celebrating its cheat day. My name is Chris. And my name is Matt. Hey, Matt. So uh, it's been a few weeks, almost a month, that i just been kind of going like really light on the uh, breads and stuff. Not like 100% cut it out, but what am I doing? You know, you never give us diet updates at the start of the show anymore. What could have five minutes of incomprehensible talk followed by an introduction where I talk about cutting bread out of my diet? What am I doing? This is 2020. Chris looks back at that and I would never start a Linux podcast this way. And I must have been trying to just like keep it super cash. But I obviously went way too far on the old cash lever. Really light, you know, just really going back to that, getting back to that. And it's it's been great, man. It's been great. Uh, But today before the show. We're working on something huge for tomorrow. And I don't, you know, it's like, in this, it's like in this last stage where it's the most work and you don't know if you're going to make it in time. But we have something really big 
for the Jupiter Broadcasting Network tomorrow that we're working on today. The compression is horrible. The audio quality is subpar. It's funny, you know, I, I recognize it because I listened during this stage of Linux Unplugged. It doesn't sound like you, but it still sounds eerily familiar. The music is still playing. And by this, this is like six and a half minutes into the show. Actually longer because the intro music. The long intro music. Yeah. And we still are not talking about Linux. Like this would be considered like an egregious error in 2020. But I'm like starving. I'm like, okay. I gotta order a Jimmy John's. What am I doing? I, got, I can't leave because then I got. <laughs> You've been I, listening to the radio. Right. Well, no, it's just yeah. like I know I gotta get. I gotta get. I gotta get this work done, and then I gotta. I gotta, yeah, I gotta yeah. go do the unplug show. I gotta go do the right. unplug show. So I figure I'll order Jimmy John's, but I'm gonna be a good boy. Lettuce wrap yeah. that sandwich. I'm gonna get a lettuce wrap. I am still talking <laughs> about the bread stuff. We got to be eight minutes into the show. Real show time here. How did I sell ads for this? <laughs> yeah, a little so, roughage, sure. So I order Rikai's sandwich because, you know, he's working on this project with me. And I order myself a nice big lettuce wrap. Double up on that meat, Matt. I get double up on that meat. <laughs> What's happening? What is happening? <laughs> Giving like a Jimmy John's ad. <laughs> no. I'm like talking about meat. What's happening? And it shows up at the front door. I grab the bag. I go upstairs. We get all situated in our offices. We sit down and we start working again. And you know what? What, Chris? Please, please let it be about Linux. Please be about Linux. They put it on bread. <laughs> and at that point, Matt, I was so hungry. I, I, and I've been wanting a sandwich so bad, Matt. I've been wanting a sandwich so bad. <laughs> I ate the whole sandwich, Matt. And I got a little bit... I think if I went to the doctor right now, they would say, Chris, you are clinically diagnosed with food coma. Am I trying to be a stand-up right now? I guess so. With like a 10-minute lead-up to a joke? Clearly this like whole sandwich debacle was a major part of your day and all you could think about. I'm like, I'm just free-flowing. I'm going with my id. You are currently in a state of food coma. And so we're going to get through today's episode. It's going to be kind of a thick episode. Uh, There's a lot of things going on with the Debian project. Oh, there it is! Finally! How long do you think that was into the show? Got to be dang near nine minutes. Probably. It doesn't even sound like you want it. We're going to get through this episode. Doesn't sound like you want to do the episode. That is so embarrassing. That is, I'm like in tears. That's so embarrassing. Wow. Was there just nobody that would say that? Say, what are you doing? What are you doing, man? Stop it. Well, lesson learned. I guess we did learn over time. We've tightened up a bit. We have. There was really sort of the middle years that came after that where the show got really news heavy. It was almost all news from top to bottom with a little bit of feedback. There's a real transition point in there where the feedback and the follow-up, which we started every Unplugged with, moved to the end of the show. And then as a little time went on, it just kind of became less and less. We're making more effort to bring it back. Yeah, there's sort of a feedback comeback. Yeah, there is a feedback comeback now. But there was a transition where we just went to um, sort of a topical discussion show because it was easy for the virtual lug to have opinions about. Right, this is stuff they could all reference. There's articles written up about it. And, I mean, you know, this this was still during the Linux Action Show era for a lot of this. And so, you know, you guys were doing big projects and had interviews there. There was no Linux Action News yet. So there was a little more room on the network, too. Well, not only that, but there wasn't nearly as many Linux podcasts, so there was less people doing the news. But also, there's a reality to it is I didn't have a team back then. It was people with their volunteer time so a news show where you just have a group of people talk about the news is easy compared to anything where you're building uh, something or you're installing something or you're testing something or you're benchmarking something. That all takes exponentially more time than keeping track of the news 
formulating an opinion and then jotting down some notes and then repeating those opinions into a mic. Right. And everyone can sort of collaborate, right? Just, everyone sort of pitches news stories and you just got to pick through them. And opinions are easy to come by. Oh, yeah. So then it really becomes, well, do you, is there something about your opinion? Is it, is it informed by a certain angle? Is there something about your opinion that is, that is special? And the, re, and the reality is when you just have a large group of, of topics and a large group of people, you kind of just kind of end up with the same standard conversations. That was sort of the middle age of the show. And I think it worked for a period. It also, I think, marked some of the transition to Linux Unplugged also being something of a online Linux users group. You know, we started yeah. thinking of the show that more as we, yeah. as we bonded, got some regulars in there. That was a big part of it, is having some regulars that pop in from time to time. And then a big moment for us that shifted us into a more news-focused era, like that middle layer of LUP as it sits right now, was SystemD. SystemD sort of tracks all the way back to early LUP, like the 20s. But it really built over time, and it became a story that we kind of kept checking in. And and it's still sort of true today, really, that I looked at the Linux Action Show as Star Trek The Next Generation, and I looked at Linux Unplugged as Deep Space Nine, where Deep Space Nine had ongoing narratives through multiple episodes. We're checking back in on things, following up. Yeah, we could have a topic take two or three episodes sometimes, whereas last was a showcase, you're done. That episode is self-contained, much like Star Trek The Next Generation was different products of different eras. And the system D conversation, I think, really cemented that format and sent us down the news path for a while. Well, and it was, you know, at that time, there was there was a lot of shakeups. The news had big news in it. And I think it was useful. Frankly, we kind of needed to talk about it, right? We were going to be talking about it anyway. It was this big change that was happening from the outside. So I think it was useful for the show to have an outlet like that. And it was a moment for us to realize, hey, if we take the extra time to really read both sides of this, try to understand how it works from a technology perspective, try to figure out, okay, what's the motivation for this massive change? What problem is it solving? Now, can we communicate that to the audience in a way that is relatable and understandable? And SystemD taught us, I think, in a big way how to do that with LUP over its run. Right. While we may even like or want to use SystemD, you also have to acknowledge that the design flaws or things that just aren't done the way that you would like them to be done. Now, I think as time has gone on, we have the news component, but it's, it could be sometimes no more than one or two stories. And then there's a mix of conversation pieces in there. But this has now transitioned as we've become full time at doing this. We've tried to level up the amount of time we spend prepping an episode of Linux Unplugged. Let's put some pressure on us. But it's pressure I think we're happy to carry because we're trying to, in every episode, create some original coverage. Yes. Well, there's things that we need to talk about as a community that aren't always timely with the news, right? That just change on different scales or are too complicated to be really written up in the sort of shallow tech style. Yeah, and we have a, a pretty good list of contacts now. So when there's something going on with WireGuard, we've been able to email the WireGuard author. Or when Nebula from, from Slack was launched as their peer-to-peer -peer VPN solution, although I don't think they like to call it that, we were able to get that developer on the line. And in fact, something we did with that episode that I really liked is we had the Tink developer. Mm -hmm. uh, Gus? Goose? Yes. Yes. Good good memory, Wes. And that was such a neat episode because it's like, here's two products that are in the open source ecosystem. One is brand new to the scene and one's been here for a decade. How do they solve this problem differently coming at it from these two different eras? And I really enjoyed that kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff we try to do now more of that we couldn't really afford to do in all of the senses of the word when people were volunteering their time. And then you came around in episode 100 when we had that barbecue and just hit the ground running. <laughs> you know, it's been too long since we fired up that old barbecue. Uh, 
That is for serious, Wes. That is for real serious, especially when we've had a couple of surprise nice days. It's ridiculous. So here's what we do. We get a couple of wireless mics that we can, you know, attach yeah. to our shirts. We get a yeah. little outdoor grill cam. Sure. And that's the pre-show. I, I mean, I think we tried that once before. I mean, the, the, the barbecue is steeped in tradition on the show. It's a touchstone element that we need to get back to. As part of this self-reflection process we were doing now and we have been doing recently with this show, we need to get that barbecue element in there. I think it's pretty important. A lot of the work, all of the work, all of the work, proportionally for Linux Unplugged, is before we ever sit down on the microphones. And it really, I mean, it, it almost never stops in a sense. Once one episode is recorded, there's another one. You got to kick off planning for the next. And the more intricate and more, you know, the, if you want a guest or if you want to, to, to set stand some some stack of software right, up. Right, are you, you going to try something that you really need to experiment so you can comment on right. meaningfully? Are you going to run a desktop for a week? Like, you got to start. Basically, as soon as we get all of the description done for the one we just recorded, we start working on the next one. And that can ramp up depending on the ambition of the show. Sometimes it means we, we both go off to our own camps and work. Sometimes it means we collaborate at the studio like we're doing today. We both sit down here in the studio and work on something. And we try to get as much done as possible because at noon Pacific, the show starts and it's all live to tape. Every clip that we play, every soundbite, it's all live. Every interview, it's all live, done to tape. And then we're done. The actual production of the show, in a big sense, is the least amount of work for us because we just sit down and talk. And We've already a, prepared. We know what we're going to say. We've done it for so long that it's not like we have butterflies. It's not hard for us to sit down and start talking. So we got all that. It's everything we do before then. And then it's everything that happens after the show when we, we flack out each individual track. Everybody's recorded on their own individual tracks. We flack all that up. We use Nextcloud to send it off to Joe for editing. You know, that's really worth talking about almost as its own part of the era. Yeah. When Joe started, you know, helping out, started editing Unplugged, I think that was one of our triggers to say, realize that we could we could take things to the next level because yes. we had someone who could just really improve the quality of the show. Yeah, you're right. Going multi-track and having Joe come on board to help with not just the editing, but also help direct some of the content has been really beneficial because it's brought a critical air to the show so that way I don't yeah. do dumb things like do a five-minute intro talking about bread. Could you imagine? The kind of, never going to happen now. And with the multi-track audio, we can, we can do noise removal for each individual voice. We can EQ each individual voice. We can really go to the next level of quality that we'd never even gotten near before. And Joe's so dedicated to it that he stays up till way late on his time. I mean, like he's probably up till three a.m. working on every four a.m. working on every Linux unplugged because we don't we don't start till noon here our time. And that's new. We used to start at two. Yeah, we've tried we tried to move it a little bit to accommodate. But he stays up until the show's out. And if it's a big show with lots of tracks and extra guests and editing that needs to be done because we did something extra, he's staying up until it's you know five a.m. to get the show out. Well, and he's also able to sort of get clips ready for us. If we if we do have a guest on, he can make sure that's pre-edited and ready for us to just play live on air, which is very helpful. Yeah, and he'll match the EQ of the interview so it's matched, so it sounds natural. And it is a, it's a nice secret sauce. And, and being dedicated so much to stay up late like that, to get it out so that way it's available the next morning so it's as relevant as possible, it's ready for the morning commute. I think it's a big part of uh, why people tune into up because it's right there. It's re You know that episode, if you're listening to it, it's as relevant as physically possible for a show of that production quality. So it really has been refining our hosting approach, 
refining how we interact with the community, refining our audio production, and then refining what we cover in the show to try to do more original stuff, more guest interviews. We've really gotten pickier. I mean, I think we have a lot of the same ideas we've always had, but fewer of them make it because we just have higher standards. For better or for worse, sometimes it makes us, we feel like we're a little stuck, but other times we feel like we've really nailed it. And it's like this great, like, oh man, we really pulled something off there. That feels great. So it's, a, it's, I think it's very common for this kind of work, actually. I think that's a very common thing. You can't stay still, right? I mean, no one, no one else in this space stays still. And if we kept doing the same thing, we'd all get bored. I think we probably can't say enough, though, how important our virtual lug has been. It's been such a huge component. And they've stuck with us throughout this whole show. We'd love to have you join us live. We do Linux Unplugged live on Tuesdays at noon Pacific. You can get it in your local time at jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar. You know, if you can't make it to the Mumble Room, we've also got an IRC channel. We right. love our chat room. IRC.geekshed.net. Pound. Jupiter Broadcasting. Octothorpe. Octothorpe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's good. Hey, guess what? We'll see you next Tuesday.